Hey everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of the Coffee and Grace Podcast. Today I am joined by my good friend Jenna Kozan, who is a wife and mama to a beautiful little six-year-old girl named Savannah. Today's episode is a light-hearted conversation, all focused around family traditions. Jenna and I share what family holidays look like growing up, and what special traditions we experience as children and still continue with our families today. We also talk about the importance of family traditions, honoring past traditions, and how you can blend holiday memories that your partner values. If you're anything like me, I love creating memories through traditions that I hope my children will remember as some of their happiest moments throughout their childhood. I hope you enjoy. Every journey to motherhood is unique. Some of us have more difficult paths to navigate, while others follow the straight and narrow, hitting bumps further on down the road. Hi, I'm Sonia. I'm a mom whose journey to motherhood did not come easy. Here at Coffee and Grace, we have open and honest conversations about motherhood, provide hope to those who are anxiously waiting to become a mama, and a community where you can truly feel safe to speak your truth. The conversations here are honest, true, hard, and beautiful. Go find your coffee. Welcome to Coffee and Grace. And remember, you're not alone on this journey. Hey friends, I'm your host Sonia and today my good friend Jenna joins me for a second time on the Coffee and Grace podcast. So welcome Jenna and welcome back to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be back. I'm excited to have you back on too. I know we've been talking about doing another podcast episode together. So I'm really excited to do this sort of lighthearted um, sort of episode with you today. So I want to start off by reading this quote that I read by Carolyn Kennedy. And I think it's just so fitting for today's episode. It's true. Christmas can feel like a lot of work, particularly for mothers. But when you look back on all the Christmases in your life, you'll find you created family traditions and lasting memories. Those memories, good and bad, are really what helped to keep a family together over the long haul. So this quote is just, I think it really speaks to the essence of the conversation Jenna and I will be having today. So I just want to dive right in and get started. I just want to start off by asking you, Jenna, what do you remember about family traditions growing up in your house? Sort of what sticks out the most to you? Okay, so I did think about this a little bit, and there's a few a few things growing up that really, really stick out for me. So um, some more like less, I would say maybe like less formal traditions were like camping every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we went camping a ton um, all through the summer. We also had a family cabin. We spent a ton of time there. Um, and I, I, as I was reading the quote that you you were talking about, it kind of resonated um with me a bit because there's something that's kind of come up now that I'm a mom and it's that um I always felt like growing up and even like looking back on it like all of these trips so like going I have two older sisters so if we went camping you know my parents have three little girls to care for and plan for same with our cabin all that kind of stuff um and I I always feel like it didn't look very hard. Like Mm. I always felt like my parents made things like look really, really easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think back now and I'm like, it looks so effortless. Right. But as a mother now, I'm like, 
that must have been so much work. Like, totally. I can't even fathom taking three little girls, like, camping. Like, and I mean, we were going everywhere. And to the mountains, we're going to the States, all that kind of stuff. So that was when we, I was reading that quote as I kind of got ready for this. I was thinking about that, how a lot of it, a lot of it does fall on the mom, but like, I just often felt like they made it look easy. Anyway, it was just one of those things where I, I had, I was thinking about traditions and how easy my parents made it look. I'm glad that um, you brought that up. It's so true. It is so true. I now that we're moms and we're kind of um not necessarily it's not all on our shoulders, but we do carry a large weight on carrying out these traditions. I think we now get to realize how much work gets put into those types of things, family trips and even just cr- creating a meal for extended family. All that work that goes into it. And Chris- Christmas for us was like a really big one too. We spent a ton of time at Christmas with extended family, whether that was um, my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and cousins coming to our place or we were going to my grandparents' place. There were always these, um, one of the other really big things with Christmas that stands out to me is there were always these giant trays of baking. And Mm. I have these memories of my mom baking and like us helping her bake. But now that I'm, again, now that I'm a grown up and then like have my own family, I just think like the amount of work she put into that. And there are these elaborate trays. And I remember them always being out on the ca- on the counters and um, she would restock them every day, right? She would have all this baking already stored and made and we would restock them every day and we would just like eat them all throughout the day. And yeah. that was like one of those big family traditions that they put a ton of effort into and making really? sure her house was always super decorated. My mom had these big... Um, kind of Christmas scenes that she would put you know those like plastic kind of stick stickies that go on the windows and oh yeah the mirrors Mm -hmm. my mom had these big elaborate scenes that would go on like our mirrors and then like our front windows and I those are all the and every year she would put them up and they would look really beautiful and she'd spend a ton of time decorating and those are some of the things that I remember from when I was little that really really stand out and they became really important to me and I think they became really important to my um parents and my siblings so those are yeah those are just a few yeah and I like that you touched upon um I know like we'll, we'll obviously be touching on like sort of our favorite family traditions around like holidays but I'm I'm really glad that you touched on family traditions don't necessarily have to be around holidays. It doesn't have to be what we do at Christmas. Like you said, it was camping in the summer or uh, going to the lake or uh, family trips and road trips that you went on. And so that is all a part of it. And those are the memories and sort of what sort of culture that you build with your family and what you want to maintain. And those are conversations I know Drew and I are constantly having around what we want that to look like as our kids get bigger and as our family grows and all that sort of thing. But one sort of memory that sticks out for me from my, if I'm thinking about my childhood is on Christmas. And it seems like Christmas was a big one whenever, when I was prepping for this episode and thinking about traditions, Christmas constantly came up and that just me and family trips as well. But I think Christmas was one holiday that um, my mom and my parents especially put a lot of emphasis on. But anyways, so on Christmas morning, my parents would always allow us girls to open our stockings from Santa, but we 
always had to wait until after supper to open our presents around the Christmas tree. And I remember, I can like remember it so vividly, like it being so painful. Like my parents must have just got so annoyed because we would just be begging them. Can we just open one before lunch? Or can we just open one? And they'd be like, they were very adamant about like waiting until after supper. So I later learned that. So on Christmas they, Day, you had to wait yeah. all, all the way till after supper? All day till after dinner before we could open oh our presents. Oh my gosh. So we wow. were able to open our stockings, um, which were usually pretty elaborate. Like I remember they had like wrapped presents in them and, you know, your typical things like socks and new body wash and all the fun things from Avon back in the day. <laughs> but they also had, you know, some smaller gifts, but that was all that we could open and nothing under the tree. So I later learned that, like, I remember thinking like, why would they do that? Were they just being mean? Like, why would they make us wait that long? And I later learned that they just really wanted to savor the excitement of sharing gifts with each other and not get it all over with before 7am. I think um, I grew up with three older sisters. So there was four of us. And I think we did, I do have vivid memories. There was a time when we would open gifts on Christmas morning. And then all of a sudden, it just switched, like they just made the decision to wait. Um, And so when they made the decision to switch, we would sort of just spend the day doing normal things like playing in the snow or watching movies, we'd play board games, we would help my mom prep dinner. And then we would always sit down and have Christmas dinner together, which lots of families do. And then we would, once like everything was cleaned up, we would sit down and spend our evening opening presents. And because I grew up in a small town in Saskatchewan and both my parents' families, so grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins, most of them lived um, about four hours away um, in Regina, close to you. Um, we often didn't do, a, didn't do a ton of traveling over Christmas. We would just stay home. And so I don't remember when I was younger, I don't remember a ton of extended family being around now that I'm older and we do holidays together. There's so many people, but when I was little, it was mostly just us. And so I think it was just their way of just spreading out the day a little bit more and not just sort of getting Christmas over with right away in the morning. And we all, I know now like Christmas is more than just about the presents in the morning, but I kind of, it's not a tradition. I will say that I've maintained with my family. (laughs) We do not wait until after dinner to open presents, but I kind of can appreciate. And it was actually kind of made the evening fun because the excitement of the day wasn't over after Christmas dinner. It was like, okay, now we get to open our presents and then we would all open our presents and then just spend the evening doing whatever that would look like, playing with our new toys or watching a movie or whatever that was, depending on the age that we were. So that one sticks out to me the most. Um, I don't know if I'd call that a tradition, but something that my parents put into place and that was sort of stuck. But I kind of said this earlier, but I think the biggest effort from my parents was sort of placed on those bigger holidays like Christmas and a little bit around Easter. But I don't really remember a lot of emphasis on like smaller holidays like Valentine's Day or even St. Patrick's Day like when I think of those days I think most of my memories around celebrations of those was done through like classroom parties and stuff at school like I think now now that I'm a mom and I have lots of mom friends and I think my kids are still little enough where I don't have to put a I don't have to put a lot of effort into those things um but 
I know like my mom never bought me like a special St. Patrick's Day outfit to wear. It was like, find whatever green shirt you have in your closet and wear that to school today. Or like I never, I think sometimes we will like make green pancakes for our kids on St. Patrick's Day and then we'll make a leprechaun trap together. And then we'll put on your special St. Patrick's Day outfit that I bought special for today. And then you'll go to school and you'll have your celebration where I don't remember that a lot growing up like those smaller holidays I don't have a lot of memories outside of school um besides like my parents would buy me valentines you know to give to my friends but what about you do do you remember a huge emphasis on those sort of smaller um sort of yeah holidays like that did you guys do a lot around that or is it now more you do more now as a mom I feel like I'm in the same boat as you like I I don't remember um my parents putting a ton of emphasis on that. Like I don't remember having the house decorated for St. Patrick's Day or Valentine's Day. I do know like we did the standard like get your Valentine's for your friends at school and that sort of thing. And maybe like a small gift. Like maybe I'm not but I don't really remember anything like like any huge preparation for it or any big celebration for it at all. I mean yeah. Easter was a pretty big deal and Christmas Easter and then was big too. Mm-hmm. And then that was kind of it for, for that. Like, I mean, I would be, I would agree with you probably like find a green shirt that you already own. Like yeah. they're not buying me an outfit and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't really remember like any of my friends really, uh, you know, having big Valentine's day or St. Patrick's day um, celebrations with their families either. Like I don't, not that I can remember anyways. And no, even I, now, I like, either. I feel like now that my daughter's in school, um, I'm kind of doing the same thing. Like I just, I put together some special little packages for her daycare and for school. Um, and man, they were like, like a lot of work. I tried mm-hmm. to be the best Pinterest mom I could be for them. Totally. Yeah. But St. Patrick's Day, like, yeah, find a cute green shirt. And that's what's, that's what's happening for that. We didn't really... We didn't really decorate um, in the past couple of years either. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. The bigger holidays, I guess, are where I put most of my energy. I think so, too. And, like, I do think I I do put a, like, this year was, like, the first year where my kids, like, they don't really understand Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day. But this would be the first year. Like, they're toddlers now, so they're not babies. So they could maybe appreciate those things a little bit more. So um, I know I put a little bit of effort. Um, but I... I'm not sure what it'll be like when they do get older, if I'll be the mom that puts, I probably will be, who maybe <laughs> goes overboard. Um, but it'll just be sort of finding that that happy medium. I think social media can be really, um, it can be hard because you see what other moms are doing. And Pinterest can be, you know, like really hard on you as a mom because the expectations can be there to sort of follow through with those things. But yeah, um, I don't remember a huge emphasis um, as well. So growing up on those sort of smaller holidays. Um, But so just to sort of switch gears a little bit. So thinking about family traditions. So as I was prepping for this episode, I was thinking, why like are family traditions important? Why do we have them? Are they important to your family culture? I've personally always known that I value family traditions. However, it really wasn't until, and you and I have both said this a couple of times, until we became moms 
that I realized how truly important maintaining and creating my own family traditions really was like important to me. And if I'm being honest, it was then that I also realized that creating and maintaining family traditions can often fall on the shoulders of us as moms. And as a new holiday approaches, whether that be Easter, Halloween, or Christmas, I'm thinking about what traditions I want my children to remember. So for me, like, it's really, like, I really do honor family traditions and old ones, but also I want to create new ones um, with my family. So I don't necessarily think about, okay, what did my parents do? And I'm going to do it the same way. Um, For me, it's about creating new traditions and maybe honoring some old ones, but finding a way for me to do it, um, to honor both Drew and I's traditions, as well as kind of creating that into a family culture. And I think the the thing that comes to mind for me, first off, is I just want to create those memories for my children to remember, much like the memories you and I have of our childhood. So what do you think about that? Yeah, like I totally, I totally agree with that. Like I think for us, um, both myself and uh, my husband, Steve, we both love tradition. So we've sort of taken um, bits and pieces of both of our family traditions. And then on top of that, we've sort of created some new ones. So I think, um, and as my daughter's kind of getting a little bit older, she's starting to recognize traditions. And we talked a lot about it over Christmas. And she's starting to come up with ideas of what she thinks some of our traditions should be. Um, so, and she'd like to kind of maybe implement, like implement her own traditions, I guess, into (laughs) our family dynamics. So, um, it's really, it's really, um, it's really cute and it's really sweet to see her recognizing that. So we've, so we've spent a lot and we do spend a lot of time kind of, um, maintaining these and building on them and kind of making them our own. And it's, I think it's because it's super important for both myself and my husband. So that's worked out really well for us. Yeah, and I agree. And I think just to build on what you said, I think family traditions like ultimately help create cohesiveness within our family. And not only maintaining family traditions that were a part of my childhood, like those are special to me because I think it also helps me remember like family members that may be no longer with us. Like if my grandma used to always like your mom, you would always talk about like all the elaborate baking and stuff like that. And just remembering those things from aunts and uncles or even grandparents that are no longer with us. It sort of helps me remember their memory um, around certain holidays. And it also allows me the privilege of passing down special traditions that I had the opportunity to be a part of and relive those moments with my children. But it's not only about reliving old traditions like you said it's about creating new ones or building on old ones to make them into our own to fit our family culture um so we can experience those with our children and it's also very important to myself and Drew so that definitely that definitely helps but um so how do you celebrate different holidays with your family I know we sort of touched on this a little bit but even thinking about like Christmas or sort of the big holidays, do you put a lot of emphasis on every single passing holiday, whether that be Easter, Valentine's Day? Do you sort of just put your, is only certain ones come to mind? Is there anything special that you do that might be unique um, around different holidays that you want to share that you do with your family? So we've got a few different like traditions. We have some that really uh, focus around Christmas um, every, um, Christmas Eve, we go to a movie, just the three of us. 
So that's kind of before things kind of really get kicked off with the extended family. So um, we'll often even go um, dressed up in our, in our dressier clothes for the family dinner later that, that evening, because the movie is usually kind of in the afternoon. And then after that, we'll go to um, my father-in-law's house for dinner. And it's usually a little bit of a dressier dinner. So the three of us pick a movie, we go, and then we'll usually go straight from there to our family dinner. And then um, Christmas brunch is a big one for us that, especially once we had um, Savannah, we really put this into play and we uh, do a really big brunch with, which thankfully it might be the exception to the, to the kind of rule, but my husband really takes on all of the cooking because he's an incredible cook and has a really great attention to detail and everything is absolutely gorgeous on Christmas morning. So my family comes over and then they get to spend time um, with Savannah since she's the youngest grandchild on my side of the family. My other uh, niece is 21. So I've got the only little one on my side of the family. So essentially everybody comes over, eats and watches Savannah open all her toys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we do a big family supper again on the, on the 25th. And then we all get together again with my mother-in-law because my um, in-laws aren't together. So there's lots of kind of separation of people there. So then we also get together on Boxing Day and um, spend the day together. And kind of as we've had our daughter, our traditions have changed a bit. Like Steve and I used to go Boxing Day shopping on Boxing Day every year. And then I think when Savannah was around too, we stopped doing that. Um, so that's that's probably where our biggest holidays are is Christmas. Um, yeah, and then we've created a few little um, our few little traditions that are just more they're not really centered around like holidays or big events. Like every year, uh, we go camping the three of us with my parents, um, and we've done that since Savannah was born, and we go to the same campsite at the same park every summer for like three days and it's totally familiar to savannah and she knows exactly what it is and she loves it and she looks forward to it and it's just an amazing way to build memories with them Mm -hmm. and then on top of that we do clear lake every year we rent a cabin there and spend some time there and just kind of building this and we rent the same cabin so savannah has this memory of this one specific place which is what I really love is she will always remember that cabin and that place and those memories. And then I think that's really, I mean, Easter, we do, you know, the typical chocolate egg hunt and all that kind of stuff, but our biggest, those would be our biggest kind of traditions right now. So, yeah, I love that. And I think when I was thinking about mine too, and we're just starting to build them into our family because my kids are so small. So I think we're just still trying to establish what those will look like and testing out sort of new ways of what that will look like. But um, I think when I thought about it too, it seems like Christmas, I think it's just a big one for everybody. Um, And it involves a lot of people all the time, but that is one that, you know, I, I try to honor some traditions we did when I was younger, but I think 
I've also, we've also sort of created our own traditions. Um, and a lot of the things I do, like thinking about Christmas Eve with my kids, we do like Christmas Eve boxes. This isn't anything new or crazy. A lot of people do this, but um, Christmas Eve is always about like fresh pajamas and a new book um, and maybe like a small toy or a, like a movie that we could all watch together. And so I started doing that with my kids. Um we don't buy movies since you can stream everything, but I would, you know, I always put like a treat that they might like and fresh pajamas and a new book that they can read, usually Christmas themed. And that's just something they can open on Christmas Eve. So they get pretty excited about that, that they get to open a gift um, and we get to do that sort of before they go to bed. And that's always been special. And then um, we always would go my kids are a little bit younger, so we usually do this before supper on Christmas Eve is that we'll go look at Christmas lights um, in our pajamas and just go look at all the lights. And we started doing this like we'll also do it before Christmas Eve sometimes because we'll just go to different areas in town. But I remember that was a vivid memory was driving around um, and looking at Christmas lights with my family. And I still love doing it as an adult. And my kids are finally at the age that they can do it, too. And in Medicine Hat, where I live, there's this really great little place that you can sort of walk through and look at the lights. And it's kind of open throughout the whole month of December. So you can sort of pick a night that's warmer and and it gets dark early. So we could usually go once my husband and I are off work, we pick up the kids from day home, we go home and we'll go look at Christmas lights. And I think I just, I get so excited now that they're starting to get a little bit older and we can start putting sort of these fun things together and I'm starting to think about oh like even this year I'm like oh maybe we could do that next year or if I like listening to sort of what you said around going to a movie on Christmas Eve like a matinee like that's such a great idea um maybe you know I can do that with my kids when they're a little bit older and stuff like that um Another thing when I think about Christmas Eve is Drew and I used to do this before kids too but we would always do like an appetizer night so we would just like make finger foods and do appies. And so we do that with our kids too now. So those are sort of the big ones. Um, Easter, I kind of do similar to what everybody does. We do the little Easter egg hunt and they open up their Easter baskets that morning. And we do sort of the coloring of the Easter eggs. So sort of those typical traditions. I don't think I do anything too out of the norm for that. But, and then all those other sort of smaller holidays like the one day ones like Valentine's Day or uh, Halloween even and St. Patrick's Day I usually try to you know we dress up or we'll do something theme related on those days um, so sort of I usually try to put a little bit of effort but obviously that effort is minimal and they're still small enough I'm sure once they get to school and have classroom parties and celebrations that will probably change or what I see other moms maybe doing if they're putting in more effort than me. But for right now, right now, I just try to do something for them because I think honestly, I enjoy it. Like right now, my kids would know no different if they woke up on Valentine's Day and didn't wear a red shirt and didn't go with little treat bags for their day home friends and Valentine's. But I think I enjoy that part of motherhood too. And so it just is fun for me. I finally get the chance to do that. I think for you know, waiting so long to have children, like, yeah, now I get to be the mom that posts like their cute Valentine's Day outfits and the little gift bags that they're going to give to their kids. Honestly, nobody cares, but to me, it's special. And uh, my kids know no different, but I think sometimes I do those things for me as well. I agree. I do them for me too. Like the, um, 
the little goodie bags I put together for Valentine's Day. Like, yeah, she's going to take them and her friends are going to enjoy them and she's going to be proud to take them. But they're also, you know, I've waited a long time to do this stuff too. And I really wanted to do them. And I also think like with what comes with all of these smaller holidays is it's an opportunity to celebrate, right? It just kind of prompts you to celebrate like in some kind of way life, right? And there's the, the more you can celebrate and the more happiness you can bring, even if it's like a Valentine's Day prompting you to celebrate something. Yeah. I mean, why not take that opportunity, right? The more we can celebrate, the more opportunity we can take to um, make a day special. Like why overlook it, right? So totally. Yeah. I, I think that. I think so that's true. yeah, I think that's super important. So I agree. They're just as much for us as they are for our kids. <laughs> Um, I didn't necessarily have this. I just, it just popped up into my head, but we didn't, haven't really talked about birthdays. I just want to quickly touch on that. Do you, do you put a lot of emphasis on birthday parties or you kind of just do something small with the family? I guess Savannah's (laughs) school age now. So does she have a few friends or are you like over the top themes and tons of people (laughs) and the house is full? Where do you sit on the birthday party celebration spectrum? I'm probably like somewhere right in the middle. Like, I feel like as she's gotten older, um, we've sort of outsourced birthday parties. And by that, I mean, um, we go somewhere. So we went to the Science Center this year um, and basically they take care of everything. You don't even have to bring a cake. (laughs) They provide everything. And my kids are two and I've already started outsourcing for birthday parties because you're right. It is so much easier. And she has yeah, and she has a winter birthday, so mm. it's like she's born in February, and there's nothing to do for these little ones, yeah. right? You can't guarantee you can go sled like we talked about. Oh, maybe we go sledding, but you can't guarantee the weather either. So yeah, um, we've th- her big. We just started doing um, parties with her friends for the last two years, and. I just felt like before that she really didn't know the difference and we had big family events. Um, we have a big extended family. So she gets a big family party no matter what, but then we just started the kids, like the birthday parties with her friends, I should say. And I think we'll probably end up sort of outsourcing those just because I don't really know where else, what else to do. But, um, she, she loves them and they're really important to her. And then in the morning, um we let her choose her breakfast I mean this year she made pancakes with whipped cream and sprinkles and all this kind of stuff and I set up balloons and I try to make it as special as possible um Mm. yeah I would agree I think I'm somewhere in the middle too and I'm not sure if that will change as they get older but today I, I would say I'm in the middle and I Jace and Everly well Jace has a fall birthday but he's the end of September like the last day of the month and so I know for his first birthday party because you never know September you could have a beautiful sunny day or you could get snow (laughs) and so also very hard to plan and Everly is a March birthday so also winter and still cold so you can't do anything outside so we're limited but I know for Jace's first birthday party 
I rented like this that you can rent um, in this park that we have like this little it's kind of like a cook shack so it's an indoor sheltered area but lots of outside area to play and my sister has bouncy castles that she had for her kids so she was gonna bring them and we're gonna set them out outside and then we could barbecue but there's also a little bit of shelter inside and it was all perfect and the weather was so beautiful and then literally the morning of Jace's first birthday this huge like winter storm came in like I mean blizzard and it's his first birthday he's my first child and I put all this effort into it and I people were texting me they're like party still on like and I'm like yes it is still on so I still went and set up the bouncy castles because the snow hadn't hit too hard then it was just a little bit cold but the first day of winter is never like minus 30 it was just cold Um, And I'm like, well, we have this like indoor sheltered area that's completely like heated inside. So we can just fit everybody in there. Um, But we are not canceling. We are still hosting it. So it still worked out okay. It ended up being really chilly, but we just stayed inside most of the day. So it wasn't exactly what I had envisioned um, for Jace's first birthday. But um, I, I did try to make it pretty elaborate and big and you know everyone was just so excited for us and just wanted to celebrate it so it was really big and then poor Everly being the second child for her first birthday um we just did a small party at home and <laughs> <laughs> we did have people come um as well like we did have family and friends but uh we just did something in our home and and then um this year for both of them we sort of outsourced and we just did like a gymnast like a local place that our kids do gymnastics and we did it there and just friends from their day home and family came but honestly that was the way to go um just because like you said you go there you bring your own cake and you can order in pizza and all the mess is there and the kids can run around and play which is way more fun than my house because I don't have a huge house and it's not like it's nice enough that we can go play in the yard so they're stuck inside and you know limited things to do so the kids can play they can eat cake the parents can socialize and then Drew and I can leave the mess and come home to a clean house so we've been doing that and that was really fun so I'm not sure as they get older and then start you know wanting to invite their own friends and not having their mom pick their guest list, what that will look like. But I would say I'm somewhere in the middle too. I, I, I try to make it special, but I don't go super overboard on a theme. I feel like stuff I, like that. I feel like I relished in the first like couple of years where she didn't really yeah. have too much of a say because I'm not big on themes and like characters yeah. and things. So I got to like yeah. make it as beautiful as I could with like, you know, pale pink and and a little bit of gold and like Uh I got to sort of do that for a few years where I picked my own kind of theme without any characters and then I think around four I tried to push through more with that and then she wanted I don't even know what it was at the time maybe Paw Patrol or right some kind of yeah and you're like I tried to yeah I tried to push that push back on that and then um, Steve gently reminded me that it's not my birthday <laughs> and, <laughs> and we should try to do what she wanted. So I feel like in the first couple of years, I really, I really loved, I've made beautiful, you know, you'd make a beautiful cupcake and oh, that totally. was fit your beautiful theme and everything looked really perfect. And, and then that yeah. slowly kind of went away. And then she got to pick where she wanted her birthdays as she started to go to birthday parties. She started to get ideas of, oh, like people go to the science center people go to the trampoline park for their birthdays Mm -hmm. and then 
as her friends started having birthday parties with their friends, we felt more pressure to have those kind of parties. And we really held off probably two years longer than most of her friends were doing. So I think we got away with, you know, two, two extra years of none of those birthday parties. And then yeah, around five, we were like, okay. <laughs> we <gotta laughs> How dare those this. children <laughs> take away our visions as mom for their beautiful <laughs> birthday parties and put their own opinions on things. <laughs> it's so true though. So funny. Um, so just to switch gears a little bit, has there ever been a time when maybe your husband had a different way of celebrating certain mm-hmm. family traditions and you both had to sort of find a way to mix them together and sort of compromise? I I know Drew and I had a lot of time before we had children, um, so just being married, um, to sort of talk about what our expectations around family holidays and traditions were and Although my husband like enjoyed certain holiday traditions, he wasn't really like super set on a specific way of doing things. So that was nice. He's a little bit like he it was important for him to create family traditions and holidays, but he did allow me a lot of say on what that would look like. So um so yeah, we would chat about it and we wanted to honor our past family traditions, but ultimately I think we both agreed we wanted to create our own maybe like new traditions for our family. Um, one sort of thing I remember that vividly is I know pre-children, we were often traveling on Christmas morning to drive to another, like either city or like town outside of our city to be with extended family. But once we had children, it was really important to both of us, um, cause we traveled even when Jace was three months old. So we went to my family's house. I think we drove up on Christmas morning and then spent the night, obviously. But I think once we had children, we, it was, like I said, it was important to both of us to wake up in our own home on Christmas morning with our children and celebrate Christmas as a family before we either A, traveled later that day to someone else's house or to my in-law's house or to even have company over later that day if we hosted. I know this year we hosted Christmas, so everybody came over around lunchtime. They showed up and then they spent the day, some spent the night. I cook dinner and all that sort of thing. But that was, this is sort of the first year where we really were like, no, we are staying home, waking up on Christmas morning. Cause this was the first year our kids kind of got it a little bit. And we just wanted that. We just didn't want to pack up and travel first thing in the morning. And we just wanted to sit in our pajamas and be lazy and let our kids get excited about the presents and talking about how Santa came. And so it was really nice. And I'm not sure we'll be able to do that every single year because I have a really big family. Drew, Drew's side is much smaller, but my family is quite large. Um, so there's just, my parents are divorced. So there's a lot of extended <laughs> families and lots of other siblings and now husbands and all those sorts of things. So and other children and cousins, which we all want to see because that's important. But we've also extended Christmas that sometimes we'll do something with them on the 23rd or even Boxing Day is a big day where we celebrate because we have to, we can't fit everybody in on Christmas Day. So oftentimes Christmas turns into a Boxing Day event and even the day after Boxing Day to go to my in-laws farm. So, but I do know that was one piece that um, there's been things we had to compromise on. And I'm curious um, if you and Steve had to talk about that, but that was one thing that we sort of both agreed on is Christmas morning, we would stay home if we could avoid it. What about you? Did you guys have to sort of, did you ever have to compromise something to sort of suit the needs of what 
Steve wanted to do or a family tradition he used to follow? I feel like we're pretty lucky in that sense. Like we haven't really had um, too many things to compromise on. The one challenge I would say that we do have is that um, his parents aren't together. So making sure we're trying, like seeing everybody and we've sort of figured out something that works for us. And we do the same schedule pretty much every year. And um, I guess the only thing that we kind of, and I don't even really know if I would call it a compromise because I just sort of didn't, um, I was good either way, is um, that his, when he was growing up, his Santa gifts were never um, wrapped. They were always set up and unwrapped. And when I was growing up, my Santa wrapped my presents. So um, that would be the only thing that I sort of was like, that was really important to him. He said, I want her to wake up. I want her gift to be ready and put together and assembled. And she walks in and wow, it's right there. Because that was something that he grew up with. And I just, I was good either way. (laughs) So I was like, sure, let's do that. So that would be the only thing that would be anything that we even really had to kind of talk about. Otherwise, I think everything was pretty easy. There was nothing too set in stone. He loves tradition and he loves Christmas and he loves holidays. So I kind of just let him do his thing and it kind of all worked out. And every year we do the exact same thing at Christmas. So our schedule yeah. literally is the exact same. So I know exactly well, what's happening. We know exactly where we're going to be at what time and who's going to be there and what to expect. And she she knows that also now. Like she knows the mm. schedule. So I love that. That's good. And that's helpful for children, right? Especially at Savannah's age to know like what to expect around the holidays and where she's going to be and when and who she's going to be with. Yeah. And like it just, yeah, I don't know. I think we got really lucky. And it kind of all oh, worked I love out. that. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to you after this call and hear sort of how you do that because um, we haven't quite got that figured out quite yet. <laughs> right now we're kind of winging it. Um, whether that means we travel or we have, we're hosting, whether it's my in-laws or we're hosting my family and then usually Boxing Day, like we kind of have it figured out. But for me to be a planner, I would just really like a system set in place. I know I've talked about it with Drew and I was like, do we want to like switch even in all? I've, I've seen people do even in odd years where even years that we spend Christmas with my family and odd years Christmas Day is spent with your family and we just switch back and forth and stuff like that. So we're still trying to figure out what that looks like right now. It's just a little bit of a gong show, to be honest, trying to coordinate everybody. And then you have my sisters and her kids. And they have in-laws too, right? Like everyone's got extensions of family. And so it's kind of a little bit difficult to organize. But I think sometimes my dad always seems to say, and I I don't know um, if it's true or not, but he, it seems like everyone always touches base with me first, probably because I'm more of the planner. And I would like to know well in advance what Christmas is going to look like. Even if it looks different every year, I want it planned like yeah. before December, what this is going to look like, where my siblings are a little bit more lax, where they're, my sister is more like, she wants to see everybody and that's important, but she's a little bit more flexible and her kids are older, so she can kind of go with the flow and I am not that type of person. So it seems like I'm kind of 
the staple of deciding what that will look like, whether I'm traveling home with my family to my parents' home or if we're going to my sister's and vice versa. So although it is a little bit all over the place, it's funny how I'm kind of the one that is the de- not the decider, but my dad will always phone and say, what's your thoughts around Christmas? <laughs> and then I'll kind of be able to voice like, are we going to travel this year? Are you interested in hosting this year? And that's kind of how we make decisions as it is right now. But it would be nice to have something more of a schedule like you have. I think personally, I don't know if it's possible with the size of my family, but I personally would love that. I think we're spoiled though, because all our family is here. Um, my True. sister-in-law yeah. lives in um, Vancouver, but that's, that is what it is. So we're not traveling like unless we were making a full trip for Christmas there, we're not traveling to see her for a day or whatever. Right. So everybody yeah. else is here. So that would, that would be helpful. It makes it and I think super easy. And but. everyone in my family, like we're the only ones in Medicine Hat and I have family in Saskatchewan, but we have some in Kindersley, some are in Saskatoon, some are small town Richmond. My in-laws are on a ranch. So we're really, I have a sister just outside Lethbridge. So we really are spread out, which certainly makes it more difficult. So I don't know if there's a perfect way to do it, but I think because there's no perfect way to do it, Drew and I just sort of decide what's important to us. And right now, the one thing we've landed on is we want to spend Christmas morning at home with our kids. Um, And that's all that's really as important to us. And then we just sort of figure out the rest of the holiday as it goes. But um. So are there any other traditions, and we kind of already talked about this and we touched on it, but that your family does that that sort of doesn't fall around sort of the holidays? I know I have a few simple yet special traditions we always seem to do, and um, one of those is I'll always, like, this is just sort of something we do weekly, is I'll always make my family brunch on Sunday morning. Um, Sundays are usually a quieter and slower day for us, and so we spend the morning in our PJs and we eat a later breakfast together. I think I think sometimes it's often those simple traditions that don't necessarily fall on a big holiday, but are really centered around special moments your family looks forward to. Like you said, you go on that trip with your family, your parents for three days to the lake, and you go to the same campsite in the same spot. Um, I think those, you know, creating those sort of traditions um, is really, really special. And it's sort of it's something that I've always looked forward to. And I know growing up together um, with my siblings, we it was sort of our family culture that we had family dinner together on Sundays. Our table was always full and it would be our family and sometimes friends of ours and extended families would come. But it, there was really no exceptions to this. There's very rare that you could get out of that dinner with another activity (laughs) or another. You had to run it by my dad and he rarely, rarely gave you a free pass. It was like an expectation that you just are not busy at five o'clock on Sunday. And that was just, and you know what it was, it was actually, it it must've been special because I think about it all the time and how that was like, the memories that we would just always be together on Sundays with a table full of people. Um, It'd be a way for all of us to connect because during the week we were all over the place, whether it's sports, activities, school, things that there might've only been three of us around the table or I was eating something at the rink, heated up in a microwave because I was at skating practice. And so I just, I know even more so now kids are even busier and I could just see the future of my children being in sports and activities because that's just Drew and I. Um, We just are sports and athletic people so I could see our kids being involved and we all know if their kids are in sports they will take up every single weekend of your life including Sundays but I just was like 
I just hope that we can in some way maybe continue that coming together once a week on Sundays just to come together as a family. And the expectation is we all sit together and we slow down. Um, And right now we're doing that at brunch. Like I'll cook brunch for my kids. And it's just, it's like I said, it's often more for me and I'm just trying to find a way to slow down and get together with my family. Um, Is there anything you talked about, you go to the lake, but is there anything sort of simple that you do on a weekly or a monthly basis with your family that's kind of become like something that Savannah looks forward to or you look forward to? Um, I don't know if there's anything we do like monthly. I know birthdays are really big. uh, They're a pretty big deal in our extended family, particularly on um, Steve's side of the family, because there's a lot of kids on that side. So we always make sure that we go to all the birthday suppers and we make a pretty big deal out of that. And then um, growing up, like I had a similar sort of childhood, really, really busy with sports and um, I used to baton twirl. And so there was a lot of time spent at the dance studio and the gym and all of that kind of stuff. And um, but one of the things that really stands out to me is that we ate dinner together a lot there. We ate like, even if, you know, there were occasionally times where we didn't, but there were a lot of family dinners, just like my immediate family. And that was super important. And we still do that with Savannah. We try to eat dinner together. I mean, she's not super busy yet with sports, but um, we really try to eat dinner together. And then another sort of thing we do, and it's not really centered around um, like a holiday or a specific event, but we try to do every once in a while, we'll, me and Steve will kind of chat and we'll plan a weekend of yes. And it's basically like we say yes to everything. Really? Like like anything like Savannah might want or right. like you guys want? Right. Yes. Like so, for example, one of the times we did it, we went to Clear Lake for a weekend in the fall with Savannah and we took my niece Macy along with us. And we went for, I think, three or four days and we said they obviously you don't tell them obviously because if you told them you're gonna say yes to everything this could get pretty out of hand that's the trick you don't tell anyone yeah but so (laughs) so they they had no idea and um we said yes to everything so it was like there's in clear lake there's um like a candy store and so we, we got to the lake, settled into our cabin. And the very first thing they both wanted to do was go to the candy store. And I think it was like 4.30 and we probably should have said no and, you know, went to have supper instead. And yep, sure. Let's do that. Okay. We went to the candy store, let them get what they want. Oh, can we go to the playground? Yep. We said yes to everything for the entire weekend. And that was sort of the first time we did that. And it sort of stuck with us. So just every once in a while, we'll just kind of say, is this a good weekend? And we'll kind of say yes to everything. Because one of my sort of, and I'm not a parenting expert, but um, one of the things that I try to do as a mom is I try to say yes as much as possible. And one of my goals is to um, to say no less, even if it's a roundabout way, instead of just answering the question with like, no oh, maybe we can do that a different day. <laughs> it's like I'm trying yeah. to say no less. So one of the things, that's just sort of one of the little things that we've been um, doing every once in a while. Like it's not too often because you have to have the right sort of, you have to have the right weekend and the right timing mm-hmm. and the right conditions, I guess, to say totally. yes to everything. Um, and I don't really, they didn't realize we were saying yes to everything. But, it, you know, for that particular instance, they 
finished the weekend off and both said that was the best weekend ever. Oh, I love and that. The flip side of it was we had a great time. Right. You weren't fighting and, you know, trying to, when you some, oftentimes as a parent, when you say no, it's never just like end of conversation, right? There's sometimes resistance or compromise or fight back where if you're just saying yes to what they ask for, that's the end of it. And they just get to go do that. So I mean, I they didn't, that. they didn't ask anything, you know, um, anything crazy, right? It was just, can we go to the playground or let's, you know, let's, I think we ate ice cream before supper on one of right. the the nights and can we go on the trampoline now can we watch a movie can we do this like it wasn't like anything crazy that was you know going to be harmful or anything so there was no real reason to say no um so it was it was super fun and every once in a while like I said we just try to do that again with her and uh I think we're going to try to do it more often so oh, I just love that and I think like you said and typically with small children um, their demands, like the things that they're asking for, are t- usually things that, like you said, are not unsafe and it's just an inconvenience to you. Or like you said, the candy before supper. Well, they're not going to eat their supper. And it's just sort of, there's just certain rules and expectations in place. But oftentimes the things that they're asking aren't really harmful or hurtful and really aren't at the end of the day going to hurt anything. So that is, I love that. And that is one I'm going to put in the back of my mind and do with my kids because much like you, I really try to resist saying no a lot too, or, or another one is like just in a second (laughs) or, or just hold on or like trying to find like just being more in the moment and letting them sort of take the lead sometimes because I am a parent who plans a lot and has our days sort of mapped out. And I realize sometimes like it's their day too. And their day might like their expectations or what they want out of that day might look different than what I want. And so I think just remembering that and just saying yes to everything that they might ask, or even just allowing them the choice on what their day looks like um, is really special. So that is what I'm going to remember. I'm really glad (laughs) that you brought that one up. I love that. Thanks. My my kids are going to love that, but I will not tell them. No, don't tell that them. That... <laughs> <laughs> no, I super love that. Um, well, this is really great. I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. And I just loved hearing about what you love about family traditions and special memories you are creating with your family. And I also just like loved having the opportunity to chat with you about how you honor traditions from the past and new ones you've created and I think just thinking about this has made me thought about family traditions a lot like it's tradition you and I have both said it is important to both of us and our families but um, I don't think I think about it as intentionally it's just sort of like what do I want to do or what's when the holidays come I think about it but this really got me thinking about things that I can do that are special that aren't necessarily centered around holidays um, whether it's like a you know, an annual camping trip or an annual trip that we take with our family every year. As my kids get older, those are like special things I always want them to remember. So I just loved this conversation with you today. And um, I just wanted to thank you for sharing all those things with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me again. So to end today's episode, I want to leave us with another quote. And if you know me, I'm a quote person. So, um, but I really just love this quote. And this is how I want to end off today. 
at the heart of every family tradition is a meaningful experience. So I just want to leave you with that. So thank you so much for listening and we will chat with you all soon. Thank you.